In this episode, I'm going to tell you how to increase your child's probiotic intake very inexpensively with very little effort on yourself. In fact, your whole family's probiotic intake can be increased and improved by this simple method I will outline a little bit later. Before I start with that, I'm just going to read some stuff on probiotics from my book, just to give you a little bit of a, uh, an overview of why, why is it important that not just autistic children, but all of us in general uh, need to take more probiotics and a little bit of what, of, what the research in autism has found um, around uh, probiotic supplementation. Um, what, so just to remind you, if you're new to the podcast, the stuff I'm going to read out here is from my book, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. Please, if you have not checked out my book yet and you find this podcast valuable and useful and informative, please check out the book for under $10 or euro or for the Kindle version or 15 or so dollars or euro for the paperback. I believe this is one of the absolute best resources for parents with autistic children out there that want to improve their children's health. Um, you know, all of like, I can cover only a little bits at a time here on the podcast. There's so much information in the book, just 40 or so pages alone are dedicated to the scientific references and citations, right? There's a ton of research that has gone into the book. Please check it out. Please check out the episode description for a couple of courses I offer. One of them is free on nutrient supplementation and the basic uh, most important daily nutrient supplementation uh, supplements. Uh, you can get that for free if you sign up to my mailing list. That You can do that on my website, christianjordanov.com. Um, so yeah, please check those things out. The topic of today is how to improve your child's probiotic intake. First of all, for those that may need a refresher, basically probiotics are live microorganisms such as bacteria and certain yeasts that provide health benefits when taken in sufficient quantities. And this can be helpful for your child in various ways. So the probiotic research in autism is a little bit sparse at the moment. Um, it is In general, it's ramping up all across the board for various conditions and it's been very promising so far uh, so uh, from what evidence we have already probiotics can definitely help to alleviate alleviate certain gastrointestinal symptoms in children and in some cases can even improve autism symptoms um, so some of the and again, this is in my book in, I believe, chapter nine. Uh, some of the research has shown that probiotics can help to reduce the overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria. And again, just to, <clears throat> just to remind you, um, in case you're a little bit new to this material and to the podcast's material and, and you know, the various health challenges that autistic children um, are often confronted with is a lot of these kids suffer 
from gastrointestinal imbalances, distress, uh, pathogenic bacteria and stuff like that, right? So this is why probiotics are so essential. And furthermore, uh, if you read my book, um, you will see that gastrointestinal problems are correlated with autism symptom severity, with irritability, uh, oppositional defiant behaviors, anxiety, so many things. Like you have to remember a lot of, in fact, a lot of people actually don't know is that a lot of neurochemicals are created in the gut. I think something like in the region of 90% of the serotonin is synthesized in the gut by gut bacteria. Now, serotonin, it's kind of known as the feel-good chemical, but it has a ton of functions, including intestinal motility and many other things. And serotonin is converted to melatonin. So a lot of sleep disturbances or sleep problems can originate or be exacerbated by gut dysfunction, right? Keep that in mind. If you improve your child's gut, they're not just going to be physically healthier. They're not just going to poop better and whatnot. They're going to behaviorally and mentally, they're going to improve because uh, just think think about if you are having gut problems, uh, are you going to be less or more irritable and anxious and having problems sitting in one place or concentrating when you're trying to learn something, blah, 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 right? All that stuff. Think about it, how you would feel. So the problem with a lot of these kids is these are I don't want to say subclinical um, gut dysfunctions but they're they can be outwardly very healthy i have worked with parents whose kids are very very healthy active strong outwardly but when we run some type of uh, lab tests that can um, assess gut function we have seen some tremendously you know uh, high sort of, uh, for example, candida or clostridia bacteria, clostridium difficile, um, you know, just general uh, dysbiosis. And the parents, of course, are always going to be surprised. Well, my kid is super healthy. In, in some cases, they uh, poop very well uh, regularly. There's no weird colors or smells. So it's very difficult to know if your child truly has gut dysfunction, right? So that aside, that side note, uh, let, let's just move on with uh, the pro. So I was at probiotics can help to reduce the overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria, which again, we know are very common in autistic children and the general population. In fact, we all have it to some extent. Uh, probiotics can improve things like constipation, diarrhea, and other gastrointestinal issues, which autistic children uh, very often suffer from many times they do not show outward symptoms of it uh, they can probiotics can positively modulate the immune system now i have a whole chapter in my book on immune system dysregulation in autistic children okay and the next point they probiotics can reduce inflammation which is actually often a byproduct of immune system dysregulation or and or gut dysfunction. So these are these things are all very much interrelated and interconnected. Uh, other things probiotics can help to do is produce antioxidants, certain vitamins and certain beneficial substances. They can stabilize the intestinal barrier and 
of course, that can improve overall, overall digestive health. Now, in my book, I talk about when searching for a, a specific um, probiotic formulation, you would want to include some or as many of the uh, of the probiotic strains that I'm going to list off in a second. And the reason for that is we have the most research so far that support their efficacy, right? There's many different species and subspecies or um, strains of probiotics, right? And the ones that we have the most research in terms of efficacy are the lactobacillus ones, include lactobacillus acidophilus, rhamnosus, plantarum, KCI, delbruchi, the bifidobacterium, so bifidobacterium bifidum, bifidobacterium longum slash infantis, uh, bifidobacterium breve, and um, also there's a, an yeast, Saccharomyces boulardii, which I, w- I think I will actually do a separate episode on that one because I just discovered some new information on that a while back that I've not yet processed, but um, uh, s- some practitioners are having great success with that one with uh, autistic kids as well. So definitely um, discuss that uh, more once I know a little bit more about uh, you know what they say about it. So the following... So, so these are kind of the points I wanted to cover. Um, there, there's, there's a number, there's a number of other bits and pieces in my book in various sections of it. And um, again, we, we've covered some already on the podcast. We'll cover them again in future. Uh, but the, what I want to discuss today is what's a quick, and easy, and inexpensive way to supply or to provide more probiotics to your child's diet on a daily basis. And okay, so we know that, excuse me, we know that you can buy probiotic supplements. Now, uh, if you supplement your child already, or if you yourself take supplements or your family takes supplements, which you should, everybody should, and you know, I bang on this drum until I'm blue in the face and you know, people, people listen. I'm, I'm glad that people listen, but I wish more people would listen. Um, anyway, so if you have been n- noticing lately, the prices of supplements have really increased. Everything has increased in prices, you know, because of the inflation stuff. Um, some supplements I was buying have literally, literally tripled in price. Many have doubled in price. Um, it's it's absolutely insane. So recently, well, I've been doing it f- for years, but uh, recently I've just getting more into fermenting, uh, making my own homemade ferments, right? So what I would recommend you to do is to start doing your own ferments. And the easiest and simplest one is sauerkraut, which is literally all you have to do is buy a couple of ideally organic cabbages, right? Ideally. <coughs> and you take them, you chop them nice and fine on, a, on your chopping board. Or if you, if you have a food processor or some type of 
um, you can grate it. Basically, you, you grate or slice it very thin, okay? You put it in a bowl, you throw some salt on it. Gen the general ratio is about 2.5 grams per... Hun uh, it's about 2.5% of salt, right? So if you have, let's say, a kilogram of cabbage and water, let let's say you you take the cabbage you cut it up or you, you you run it through the food processor you put it in a bowl you have to then just use some type of implement to to crush it and just smash smash it up get the juices out of it so let's say like a, a thick rolling pin is what i use now uh, you can use a cup some type of mallet something like a wood something like a, a wide wooden spoon that's flat at the end just to really crush it up get the juices out this will this breaks the cell walls and it allows the basically the 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 lactobacilli the 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 bacteria the lact, lactic acid um uh bacteria that are on the cabbage to start uh, you know, just kind of eating it and producing their, doing their thing, basically. So, simple steps, right? You cut, you cut up the cabbage, shred the cabbage, throw, and then you throw in, basically, <clears throat> uh, about 2 to 3% salt for every kilogram uh, or quart, roughly, per per um, mixture, which the mixture, depending on how much juice comes out of the cabbage, you need to top it up with water if if there's not enough um, juice, because the vegetables need to be uh, submerged. Okay, so let's say you you have eight hundred grams of cabbage, you stuff it in a jar, some type of jar you got lying around or whatever, and you top it up with two hundred milliliters of water. That is a kilogram, and then you strain the water. You can kind of, you know, roughly uh, figure this all out, and you strain the water back out, or you, you let's say you know that will be enough water. You just mix the salt in the water, and you throw it in. Or what I do, what I, normally what I do, is I, I weigh my cabbage, or you know, I have a rough idea how much it weighs. Let's say I have two kilograms. Like I did this uh, two days, two or three days ago, I did this with cabbage and carrots, and you could do this with many vegetables, so, like pretty much most vegetables. So I, I, what I did was, this was a quick kraut, um, took a couple of, let's say a couple of kilograms of cabbage, and there was like maybe three, four hundred uh, grams of carrots. So I went through the went through those the, the through the food processor, stuck them in a metal bowl, and then I threw a, a bunch of salt in there, crushed it up, stuffed it in the jar, topped it up with a bit of water, and in this case I used a little bit less salt, and it was ready in two days. And last night with with uh, we had some with dinner. It was already sour. And it was bubbling away. I, I, in fact, I just put it in the fridge because it's already ready. And so, the this is a very fast way to you. You could in three to four days, you could have a, a nice batch already. And what you do is you just give a couple of tablespoons uh, to your child with a meal, 
or um, for example, I had another batch that's about maybe a month or so old, and we were at the the supermarket with my wife uh, and my daughter yesterday, and my wife she just picked up some beetroot. We we don't have that often, so she's like, okay, for a change, let's do something with beetroot. Um, we got home, we had some spring onion lying around, so she made a nice beetroot uh, salad, and we took a bowl of the sauerkraut, threw that in, mixed it up, you know, with a little bit of whatever else, salt and uh, oil, uh, olive oil, and there's a nice salad. So, the, you, like the sauerkraut that you can create, so you can create one one batch, and you know, in a bigger jar, uh, and let that sit for a month, slowly, slowly ferment, and then you can do uh, one that's a quick one. So you you shred it very fine use a little bit less salt, and it will ferment faster. So the, the trick is uh, to to manipulate the length of time it takes to ferment the, the, the vegetables or the cabbage or carrots, whatever you want to use. Radishes are great as well. Parsnip right here is also good. I'm going to try that. So you use less salt um, and... And uh, you 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 kind of cr- you create more surface area, so you crush it or cut it or shred it more fine, and then you can do bigger chunks with more salt, and you can stick that somewhere like in in your pantry and let that f- you can ferment that for literally for two three four months, and uh, that you can create a couple of batches that basically you create one one quick batch to get going, and then this way your whole family can can eat it right. And then you have another batch, so you, you always have some something bubbling away, kind of fermenting away, ready. So you're always adding uh, uh, probiotic bacteria to not just your child's diet, but your own diet. And here's the thing: so this cabbage is super versatile. These uh, sauerkrauts and um, fermented foods—they're super versatile because, like, you can th- you can make a you can throw it in a salad or let's say you make some type of stew you can throw it in the stew uh when you serve it when it's not too hot or let's say you create uh, do a soup and you can just when the soup is like you know not not too warm because you don't want to kill off the organisms let's say about 40 40 degrees or so you can then throw a, 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 a tablespoon or two uh, in there and it's it's again it's a great way to just like throw in some very uh and, and you know what i'll tell you this so probably like a month or two of probiotics I, I haven't really checked prices in a while specifically um but i know i got some probiotics for my daughter a while back and i think a month supply was like at least 20 euro at this point at 20 dollars and you know like think about it like this that's a year for a year supply you're talking let's say two three hundred uh, euros or dollars, right? That's just for probiotics. With this organic, let, let's say, let's say organic cabbage is like what five, five six. I don't know. I uh, can't even remember. Five six dollars uh, per kilogram. So, um, you you know, two two kilograms. I don't even know if if you could eat two like definitely for for one small child uh you know like a, a kilogram of cabbage per month is 
probably going to do it for a family, maybe a couple, two, three kilograms max. I don't really, it all, it all depends on how much you eat it, but think about how it's like, how much cheaper. And the other thing is with these probiotics, you're getting maybe two or three or eight, sometimes 10 uh, strains, but you don't know how viable those those are if it's been exposed to a lot of heat potentially that could be causing problems with it or inactive uh, you know basically uh, reducing the potency of it there's so many factors if it's if it's been there for ages and you you know you get it and it's been, it's been like a year since it was manufactured all these factors uh, uh, contribute to the degradation of the supplement right with making your own probiotics if you do like a quick batch to get going put in another like a medium batch like uh, half uh, you know medium chopped medium salt and then another one with more uh, m- more salt like a b- bigger chunks um you will you will um you will not only have more diversity in terms of the organisms but each batch when you eat like a quick one a medium one and a long-term one you're getting a different variety of them right so there's certain bacteria that will proliferate at the beginning there's others then that will proliferate in the middle like like let's say after two months and then after three months uh, there'll be different ones and stuff like that right so uh it's it's actually better to do sauerkraut than to to buy uh these it's as always if you do if you get your nutrition your child gets your uh, their nutrition from whole organic uh real foods it's always going to be better like don't get me wrong i i supplement a lot and and my wife i supplement you know our diet a lot but uh I fully un- we fully understand that uh real good food is is the 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 best um the best source of these nutrients right it's just food has been in general our food supply has been depleted of a lot of nutrients so um that's why we supplement we have to supplement especially when there's some type of condition that we're talking about right um so sour this is the 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 and so just I, I, you know what? This really gets me excited. This fermentation stuff. Like I'm really, I got this book called The Art of Fermentation. Um, Sandor or Zandor Katz is the, the 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 name of the guy that wrote it. There's lots of like fr- free resources online on how to make sour. It's so simple, sauerkraut. It couldn't be simpler, really. Uh, but you can also like once you get going with this, you can then do your own kimchi. I tried. I already did one batch of kimchi, which was I, I just went too crazy on the ginger, garlic, and the onions, and it's um, radioactive. But I, I'll probably I'll probably dilute it down once it ages a bit and make something out of it. Uh, you know, combine it with less potent things, and we'll save that batch. But yeah, so you can make your own sauerkraut, kimchi, and the sky's the limit. Whatever, whatever fresh, good produce you find. You can just uh, experiment, create your own, whatever your family likes, whatever your your child likes. If, if they like carrots, add more carrots. If they like, um, you know, uh, radishes, whatever, whatever other 
root vegetables and other vegetables. You, you know, you can you can ferment green beans, all sorts of stuff like that, right? Um, a quick note: I, you can also do your own kefir and homemade yogurt, which is actually also very cheap. And for example, I, I do my own Greek style yogurt, um, and um, what is it? A liter of or a nice organic milk here in in Portugal costs about I think four euro. Uh, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. But when I take that and my, make my own yogurt, two half kilogram tubs of yogurt, which is equivalent to to that liter of milk. So two of those, if if you buy them organic in the store here, I think that would it would be basically more than double the price at this point of the milk so it it costs me not not only does it cost me half price to to make my own yogurt rather than buying it um it's it's actually a hell of a lot tastier and it's it's better it's better quality it's always going to be these things are always going to be better quality if you make them yourself and how simple is making yogurt um you heat the milk to about cuz it's already pasteurized you don't even have to uh pasteurize it yourself heat it to whatever 70 or whatever degrees celsius so you just heat it to about 40 or 45 degrees and then you you put a a, a table uh, i put a tablespoon of the previous batch that i made of the yogurt and you wrap i wrap it up with a towel and let it sit for like six eight hours and then i plop it in the fridge and where i got my culture to, for the first batch uh months and months ago it was just from Amazon. I got some Bulgarian uh, yogurt culture. It comes in powder. Some lot, lots of health stores have it, um, and I think it was like seven, ten euro. It's very cheap to, for for seven packs, and I only used like one. So the, the others, uh, I'm gonna give away to friends and let them let them start their own batches. You only need one. I'll, I'll keep one as a backup just in case. But what you wanna do is just use the previous batch. To, to keep it going. And I, I believe my mother told me that in a pinch uh, in Ireland, she couldn't find the culture starter. So she just used um, yogurt from, from store-bought store, store yo- yogurt as a culture starter with the milk. And it, it worked. Uh, and then over time, your own batches will evolve and the the uh, the the profile, the microorganism profile will improve and change over time and evolve. So that's, but, but caveat here, of, of course, and kefir is very similar. You buy the grains online. It's more of like a liquidy sour milk uh, beverage. But again, caveat, I don't necessarily recommend going this route for autistic children, you know, unless you've done some type of Food sensitivity test can definitely uh, uh, make sure there's no food sensitivity or reactivity to uh, casein, uh, milk proteins, and stuff like that. I generally recommend with autistic children uh, the gluten-free, casein-free diet, uh, organic, of course. Um, if if you have trialed the diet and you didn't really see any improvements or benefits, and you've just said, "Look, we're not doing this gluten-free, casein-free." Or you're only doing gluten-free, let's say, and you you know your child is eating dairy. I would recommend to stick to 
again, fermented dairy is the best thing. Most certainly making your own yogurt and like uh, kefir. And you could do goat's milk, which also has uh, certain, if you can find it there, yeah, where you live, that also has, it's generally to tolerated better. Um, like we we give my, my daughter, um, she's about 14 months now, uh, she definitely reacts to to yogurt and and milk uh, dairy milk products um but especially more to like uh, mil uh, cow's milk so we we've we've uh, give her goat milk kefir we can find it here and uh, goat uh, yogurt um she seems to tolerate that better but it's still like some skin stuff comes up so we we've just decided to definitely give her a break from it and we'll try again you know it's you can take a break uh, from these things uh and then introduce them back gen gently see if there's th the same reactions as before appear or new reactions and you know sometimes certain things is just like my, my wife is lactose intolerant and she, she doesn't really do well with dairy so you know so just certain things you just have to avoid uh, as much as possible like she doesn't avoid it completely but um she de definitely feels better um so you just have to do what is right for you but uh, again the 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 most important thing to remember is if your child is going to eat dairy the best thing the best dairy to to give them is like uh butter obviously very little protein in that uh pretty much no protein and your own fermented homemade yogurts and I know this sounds a little bit, uh, I guess, woo, -woo airy fairy, but these things, I, I, I believe, a part of why, like making your own sauerkraut and kimchi and kefirs and yogurts, uh, the the reason they are so beneficial is not just the all the live cultures and bacteria and beneficial microorganisms, but they, the the effort you put in the love you put in i believe that has some type of resonance as well that's why you know your mom's uh our mom's dishes when we were kids they, they, they were always like felt so nutritious uh because like it, you know if you infuse your energy into making something like an, a dish with love I, I believe there's it will always be better for your 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 child or your children or your family than take out even if that takeout is or a restaurant meal, even if it is um, relatively healthy, of course, a lot of chefs put in a lot of love in their work. So it, there's degrees of it, but uh, you know, whatever. It's a bit airy fairy woo, -woo stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that is what I wanted to cover. So just in so it's so easy. It's just so so easy. And cheap, like that's if you can do as as much of the stuff and avoid buying supplements. Awesome, you know, great ways you can uh, use that money for other supplements like zinc or uh, for lab tests or uh, just buying more quality food. Really, you know, uh, upgrading certain food choices with more quality ones. So, any ways you can save money, I'm, I'm gonna try and do some content like. Uh, related to, to like cooking and stuff uh hopefully give you some tips 
um, over the next episodes. Um, and it, so, I, obviously, I, I'm not giving you like I gave you instructions that most people should be able to to follow to make sim- a simple sauerkraut. But just go online. If you're a YouTube person, go on YouTube. You find some stuff there. If you like reading articles, there's tons of articles and recipes online. And if you're a book person, there's several good books out there on Amazon. You can get uh, The Art of Fermentation is a great one. It's very in-depth, quite in-depth on all the different types of fermentation. Uh, the same uh, cats, uh, the same author wrote another one, for Wild Fermentation. And there's a few more that I saw online that you could get. But yeah, so the resources are there. They can, they're free and what a cheap and easy and amazing way. I'm super excited about this. I'm actually going to, um, I've, I've got a few more jars. I'm going to like create a few different ones. I, I'm going to definitely try to not master this kimchi stuff, but because we eat quite a lot of kimchi and it's, it's not like, it's not I, organic. This stuff is quite expensive. Uh, but you know, even, even the a jar of kimchi is let's say three four euro here, non organic, right? And it's what three hundred and fifty grams or so, and you eat that in two meals. So you know, like if you eat one of those a day between two people, that's like a hundred bucks <laughs> a month just on kimchi, and then that's more than a thousand a year. So with some literally just some cabbage and a few a few other little ingredients you can make kilograms and kilograms of this stuff and it will it will always be better when you make it yourself in terms of uh, taste wise maybe uh, you you need some practice i definitely will need some practice but in terms of the because a lot of the stuff a lot of like these um uh, so many um uh, sauerkrauts that you buy in the store they're pasteurized like how preposterous is is it you you do they go through all this effort and because of food safety or you know other bs they pasteurize and kill all the bacteria so you're just eating you know cabbage and you're paying good money for food that's not alive dead food so again if you do it yourself you know it's not pasteurized you know you're Really, you can taste the sourness. You know it's fermenting, and all all those organisms are, and you're getting different uh, as you age uh, and ferment them over days and weeks and months. You get different uh, micro micro uh, microorganism profiles. So your your the, the diversity of your gut, your family's gut, your child's gut will improve just by virtue of the fact that you're getting different organisms with every batch, right? So. Pretty exciting to 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 be able to, um, you know, s- such a simple thing can be so healthy for the entire family, right? So, I highly highly encourage you to check this out, get into it if you can, um, and yeah, write write to me and tell me like if if you do and or if you're doing it already like uh, write to me at christian at christianyordnow.com um let me know you know like what you're up to what are you doing and give me ideas uh, other stuff that i can share with you know parents here on the podcast any tips any recipes whatever uh, your experiences with it 
Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and yeah, see you on the next one.